0: The Washington Capitals are the 2018 Stanley Cup champions! It's not a dream, it's not a desert barrage, it's Lord Stanley, and he is coming to Washington!
1: Welcome back to Japers Rink Radio. I'm your host, Greg Young, and uh I am happy to be joined by proud Japers Rink alum and current um you know current uh sporting news uh you know aficionado. Uh Sam, it's good to have you back on. How are you doing?
0: Thank you, thank you.
1: I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing good, I'm doing good. So um Sam, I know that you wrote for the site for a while, um, and uh, kind of if you want to talk about like what you've been up to and what you're doing right now, that would be great.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, so, graduated college not too long ago. Um, got to graduate in May with my journalism degree that wow. costs a lot of money. Yes. Yeah, I hope it breaks even. Um. <laughs>
1: <laughs> for, for a career that we all know pays extraordinarily well.
0: Oh yes, for sure. Yeah. Um I no, full, I'm, I'm very,
1: like I'll, I'll interject real quick. I, I also have a journalism degree too, so I uh, I could vouch that uh you know, it's a uh, very high paying profession.
0: Yes, yes. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm very very <laughs> I'm very lucky, very happy. Yes. Um, that's
1: good. That's what matters.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I um actually got offered the job before my final exam which I almost failed that course, but luckily I passed by a point. Wow. But while I was sent- what yeah, what was the course? I got off. It was computer science. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's, uh, Which, um, I mean, who, who needs it, right? That's fine.
0: Oh, yeah. I passed by 0.02%. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, lo and behold, um, I moved to New York and I live in brooklyn now and work um for Sporting news can i'm a digital content producer and get to write about hockey unfortunately not in washington anymore so away from the caps but we see the rangers devils islanders and every team that rolls into town and otherwise i've just been living you know just writing a lot poetry that kind of stuff so there you
1: go that's the dream that's the dream so um I know that you just wrote something about the uh the world's most interesting team, the Arizona Coyotes. Um yep. and I know that you've you've been doing some different stuff. So uh what are some things that like you've been working on lately?
0: Yeah, um just a lot of really exciting stuff. The season finally started, thank goodness. So we can actually get some original content and yes. get into those rinks and talk to some of those guys. So this morning I was with the coyotes um on the island actually and got to catch up with a couple of guys and you know talk about I'm talking to a lot of guys about their favorite tv shows um so we're working on something with that um you know just coming back from injury you know getting your career back on track all these different kinds of profiles um but yeah we just follow a different bunch of teams that come into town and you know, we're really looking at, we're starting a couple new columns where we line up the week ahead, um, you know, kind of wrap it up. But a lot of exciting
1: stuff is happening, for sure. That's awesome. That's really cool. So uh, about the TV shows, um, what were, were there any, uh, was were there like a common theme, would you say, among like favorite TV shows? I mean, was there, I'm, I'm guessing there was probably a decent amount of The Office and things like that. Anyone really have any off the wall suggestions?
0: Um, I know Matt Molson was telling me he's really into Ozark. Oh, no, no not Ozark. Okay. That's Matt Cassie. Sorry. Matt Molson is really into Big Brother. Okay. Huge fan of that. Oh, the UK um, show? Like but, the reality show? Yep. He cool. watches it. He, he watches it all the time. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Which I was like, that's a cool show. Um, You know, a couple guys really like Ozark, you know, Game of Thrones, even though it ended... Um, but yeah, a bunch of, a bunch of guys have these interests. I caught up with Aaron Ness this morning, actually.
1: Former Washington um, Capitol. Great. Right. If I'm not mistaken.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yes. He, um, he's with the Coyotes organization now and he loves the office. So we we're chatting back and forth about that. So a lot of different guys have very you know different interests it's great
1: <laughs> yeah well i feel like that's like one of the cool things about just being around the rink right is uh you know i mean for me i you know obviously don't get to do that and so uh you know being in columbus and everything like that kind of being a little far away from the caps um but you know it's, it's I, I think it's got to be cool right to kind of get around and really uh not just you know be in uh just watching the game on TV or anything, but kind of getting the experience more, it more kind of getting to know some of the various kind of personalities and everything like that around the league, huh?
0: Absolutely. I mean, yeah. And you, you see them more as, as human beings and people and you learn their interests and things that they like, um, rather than, you know, just watching on TV and, you know, it's, it's hard, you know, to see, When I was growing up, you know, I was a fan and I didn't really think, you know, much besides the hockey and, you know, why can't this guy score? What's going on? But the more you get to know them and you see, you know, what humble, you know, hard working, it's so much different from watching on TV. And I'm truly blessed to get to know some of these guys and see how humble they are and, you know, just, just get to know them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah
1: um yeah so you talk a little bit about and it's something that you know I know it kind of covering the caps a little more now versus you know being more of a direct fan you know I think it's it's kind of interesting to talk about you know that transition and obviously you know one of the cool things about writing for Japers is I can kind of just be a fan still you know and uh scream at the tv and not feel that bad about it but Obviously, as a journalist, you have to kind of view that through a different lens. I was kind of wondering, like, do you want to talk about maybe what that transition was like? And, uh, you know, how did you kind of process that that lens shift a little bit?
0: Yeah, no, definitely. Um, You know, growing up, I was a huge (coughs) fan. I had I had the posters and I was obsessed with certain guys. And, you know, I'll go to these events as a kid and just look up and say, I, I can't believe them seeing my heroes. And then I started writing and I remember going to the locker room the first time and I was so nervous. I was like shaking. Um but when you see these guys and you talk to them and you know they're just laughing and you know having a good time with each other and joking around and you're talking to them casually, just having conversation, you just realize, you know, right then and there, okay you know these are just people yeah but also it comes with practice for sure um you really take a look and and you say you know okay I'm going to the ring today and the more you do it the more you practice the more you realize I'm so lucky to get to know these guys rather than you know oh my gosh I'm a huge fan can I get your autograph it just it takes time and it's it's a humbling job and You know, you realize that they're people and you can you can have conversations with them. So,
1: yeah, it's a very very public job, too, in that way, you know, uh, because you have your foibles. That's unfortunately just on the Internet, you know, and, uh, you know, that's definitely one of the challenges of the job. huh?
0: Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, it's it's definitely a difficult job. And I think the problem I had when I first started and, and something, you know, I might still struggle with a little bit is. You know, I'm there, I'm young. Sure. Um so when I started it was kinda difficult for me to be taken seriously. Um and still sometimes, you know, what I mean you really gotta get in a locker room, um, and go up and, and really know that you belong there. Um sure. and tell yourself, I still tell myself before I go to the rank, you know, I will be taken seriously. I am not a kid, um even though I am. But <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it, it all comes with practice. And I think that's also something sign that really, you know, strengthened me as a writer and kind of helped me put, you know, anything behind me is, you know, I want to do this job and I want to represent, you know, other people who may be aspiring to be journalists or other women or, you know, other people who are just maybe looking up to me. I don't really think anybody is, if you are. Oh, I, I don't doubt
1: people? that. I, I'm sure there are. Absolutely.
0: Thank you. If you're out there, thank you. Um...
1: I I mean, I look up, I mean, like you're doing, you're doing incredible stuff right now. So, uh, so I'll, I'll, uh, I'll do a public shout out saying uh, I look up and look forward to everything that you write.
0: Thank you. Thank you. But yeah, I mean, just to wrap it up quickly. um, Uh... Yeah. I mean, you, that really helps me kind of walk around and, you know, take myself more seriously. And it's a hard thing. And sometimes it's not a fun thing, but it's definitely strengthened me as a person. And I love it. I love the connection it's allowed me to have and the job I get to do. I, I couldn't be luckier. Absolutely.
1: And uh, I think, I I know that we talked about this a little kind of before we went on air. I think now is as good a time as any to ask about this. Um, obviously, uh, I think you, you've heard about what happened in Houston uh, involving uh, three women writers and a uh, Houston Astros GM uh shouting at three women um you know uh Ozuna Ozuna I'm so glad we got him or whatever the comment was and uh you know I think that it you know I mean at least kind of for me you know it was really frustrating and sad to see and uh you know we talk about you know some of the difficulties maybe of being kind of a woman in journalism so what is it kind of like to see something like that you know and uh kind of you know are there still like obviously steps to take and everything like that
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, seeing that I was, you know, I, you know, as a female reporter and, and knowing a ton in the community that we have, is I was so disappointed and surprised. But unfortunately, you know, I couldn't really say I was surprised, even though you know, yeah. mean, it was kind of paradox of it's so shocking that someone would say that, but then you look back and you're like. You know, no, it's not because there's still a lot of work to be done. Um, Honestly, it's still there's still a stigma there. Um, And, you know, as a woman, I'm very lucky to work, you know, in ice hockey. A lot of I'm lucky to be taken seriously by, you know, the players and the public relations and, you know, the organizations that we get to work with. I'm very lucky that I'm not identified by my gender um it doesn't really matter but you know especially in clubhouses and different areas of sport and you know even places that i haven't ventured yet in different leagues. i mean there's a long way to go yeah. and i think as a woman you're more or at least you know when when i report it, it's a little bit scary to see that there's stuff going on and we've made such strides um and seeing something like that you're just like okay there's kind of a a step back a little because we've made our way to press boxes but we're still not getting you know treated fairly and we're still kind of being called out and it's incredibly disappointing for sure but you know as a female I, I would never speak on behalf of everybody um But as a female, I think that this is something that shouldn't, you know, oppress us or make us, you know, kind of back down and be upset about it. You know, if anything, it's going to make us stronger. Um, You know, it it kind of shows me that, okay, this happened. This is a reality, but we can't just step back because it'll keep happening. So honestly, for me, it it was kind of a wake-up call that, I just need to keep being strong and you know, need to show my maturity and strength, but also need to kind of step up with a couple of things. Um, you know, like I need to stop deferring, you know, if I'm asking a question in a scrum or somebody's in front of me, I need to, you know, step up, not just step to the side and say, you know, oh, someone might know better or someone might, you know, I'm not I, you know, am I making sense? No, 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 no. no.
1: I think this makes all the sense in the world. Absolutely. Yeah,
0: you just you seem to stop deferring and stop stepping to the side, Um, because I know sometimes I felt a little bit like, okay, I'm going to step to the side. You know, I'm I'm (coughs) young, and I might not be taken seriously in this kind of thing. But I need to stop doing that.
1: Sure.
0: Um, especially like seeing something like that, like. You know, if if we if I act like that, my if I act like I've been like deferring and stepping to the side, um, and keep up with you know not feeling confident in my abilities, you know what what does that say? Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I mean this is going to make us stronger. You know, I again I can't speak on behalf of anybody, but I was disappointed and we just got to keep pushing forward and you know i'm so sorry to the people who experienced that and sure, sure we're gonna we're gonna come out of this
1: for sure yeah yeah no i mean that that makes all the sense in the world um so that that being said uh i mean i think it was you know among the more eloquent kind of you know thoughts that i've heard about kind of the struggles with it um I don't I don't know how a good way to transition to hockey from from that um but uh, <laughs> let's let's give it a shot shall we um so yeah, I wanna um so I mean we're a, we're a capitals podcast um so you know i was gonna kind of ask a couple of caps questions so i you know I know that um kind of going into the year the buzz was you know this was the year the hurricanes were gonna win the division you know, there was a lot of talk about you know, how good that they were looking kind of going into the year but you know i mean i think we are what like a 10 11 games into the year and again the capitals are top in the metro you know they have one of the higher point totals in hockey right now they are actually second in the eastern conference behind the buffalo sabers uh don't know why yeah I, if I would thought I would say something like that uh Canadian or the Lightning only have nine points somehow in eight games so there you go um so I mean in the end we talk about you know like all all in all I mean the caps have kind of like reverted to the back to their top place in the division so uh you know it seems like they've you know I, I mean, it didn't seem like anyone has been super happy with the way they've played to start the year but you know they're uh after all this you know they're still uh still tops in the Metro huh
0: yeah. I mean, and that, that's saying that I think Washington's seen a pattern with over time is, is, you know, they, they find a way to win. Um, they're resilient group for sure. Um, and you can see that by the fact that, okay, maybe they haven't started off, you know, with a bang. Some things definitely need to be fixed. Some things need to be tweaked. You know, they they need to find a little bit more chemistry you know, a couple of things just seem to be rectified. But honestly, the top performers are the top performers. You know, you see Ovechkin with seven goals. But can we talk about John Carlson? I Holy mean,
1: jumping—he's been I mean, something else, hasn't he?
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> he—I I, was—you know—if somebody told me that, you know, what one eighth into the season, basically, that John Carlson would be leading the league in points. Yeah. You know, I would I would go nuts. I mean, he's he is a huge reason that Washington's gotten off to such a good start. You see him, you know, playing well at both ends of the ice. Um, but offensively, you see him. He's skating well. He's moving the puck. He's controlling the tempo from the blue line. And he's not shying a little from offense. Yeah. Um, obviously, as you can see from his numbers. But, I mean, having play like that and having one guy – that you can kind of rally around and get a lot out of, you know, at even strength, you know, on the power play, all around the ice. That's really going to help your team find a way to win. But, you know, and you also see, you know, some of the bottom six guys stepping up. You saw, you know, Chandler Stevenson finally get on the board last night.
1: Yeah, and that ridiculous tally that went off like three players. But, I mean, again, he was in the right spot, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No,
0: yeah, no, but yeah, I mean, and that's that's the thing is, is you know, it doesn't need to be the player, you know, shooting and scoring. It, it's a matter of, you know, you get to the right areas, you show that speed, you grind, and you get to the, you know, like you said, you get to the right areas and you find a way to score. I sure. I mean, and that's what grinders and fourth liners are for. You know, they're not necessarily going to be, you know, Alex Ovechkin you know, wrist shots from the office, one-timers, like, all. you know what I mean? They're yeah. the grinders. They're Some, the guys sometimes that you do. need
1: that, those kind of weird goals, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, and that and that's how you get your bottom six offenses. You have those guys who work hard, um, but but they'll also find chemistry in that sense. Sure. Um, I think that you really see them start to find their speed um, and strength, and I think that's kind of coming together as well. Obviously, Michael Kenton Kemp- he's now back in the mix that's a huge plus for the blue line I think that's something that you know really kind of did Washington in last year in my opinion was not having me in the lineup was a huge thing um, and I think you can see you know by how the team's doing and how he's still transitioning to coming back is I feel like that blue line's more confident and that may just be me but <coughs> having a Back, you know, on the ice, off the ice, and having that dynamic is going to form a group, you know, that finds the will to win. So, yeah, that's what I think of Washington so far.
1: <laughs> no, that yeah. was good. That was good. I mean, so you have obviously seen Carlson for a while now, you know, and uh, I think that going into the eight by eight contract that he signed, you know, eight years at eight million, I I think I was pretty nervous about, you know, that contract because, you know, you're like you need him to be a clear number one, like, you know, one of the best defensemen in hockey to justify a contract like that. And, uh, you know, he has been right. He's been pretty much since the second he signed it and even the year before he signed it. He was, you know, really incredible. And so it's I think it's been interesting to see kind of the, you know, evolution of of John Carlson. I mean, for me. It seems like he's someone that, you know, I think who he plays with can matter sometimes, and I think that Michael Kompany was always, like, seems like a better fit for him than a Carl Alsner ever, you know, I mean, Alsner and Carlson, you know, I think the first year or two that they were great, but, you know, Alsner kind of was slowing by the end, and so, you know, I think he kind of dragged Carlson a little bit more, and so... I think it's been interesting to see, you know, is there anything you've kind of mm-hmm. noticed with Carlson over the years that he's been yeah. improving that would kind of lead him to this kind of insane point streak that he's been on?
0: Yeah. I mean, you, I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head as I think that, you know, he, he's very incentivized by this contract. Um, you saw it, like you said, going into free agency, he was working incredibly hard to earn money like that. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, while it is a business, it's it's also a passion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I think you see him really wanting to, you know, it's not, oh, I got paid, so I need to, you know, play up to my payday. It's a matter of, okay, there were expectations set for me. I want to succeed with this organization. I want to win again. Um, and I think if you look at a guy like Carlson off the ice, I mean, he's very dedicated. You know, he he cares a lot. He's a leader. You know, that's why he has the A on his chest right now. And, you know, so off the ice, I kind of see it as, you know, just this incredible drive and talent and work ethic. Yeah. Um. But on the ice, you know, I, I think that there's more confidence there. I think that I honestly think he's been a Norris kind of guy for a long time. Um, and I think you saw it you know, I really saw it in the Caps Cup playing seasons. He was playing great. He was moving the puck. He was, you know, active on the power play. He was able to quarterback and create offense, but what makes a defender a Norris contender is somebody who's you know, not just great, you know, offensively. It's somebody who can play really well in the back end, too, and I think that, I mean, like you said, with Olsen his partner, they had a lot of chemistry, but You know, like you said, Alzner's play may have fallen a little bit and that Perry may not have performed greatly up to standards. But I think you see Carlson forming a lot of chemistry with Michael Kempney. Um, But you see him kind of aware now that I I think this might also be with the contract that he has responsibilities at both ends of the ice. And I think you see better skating. You see more responsibility and awareness on the back check. He's always been, you know, and and he's offensively, he's not afraid. He's not shying away from playing offense at all. Mm -hmm. You know, he's shooting the puck. He's playmaking. He's using his vision, using his hands, you know, that speed. And just having, you know, overall, like, awareness at both ends of the ice is going to make you an outstanding defenseman. Absolutely. And especially, he, yeah, he's able to skate, keep up with his opponents, kind of keep track of the puck, and, you know, make sacrifices. Mm-hmm. And skating is one of the most important part of the games, but also is, you know, vision, and just being aware of, you know, okay, puck may be in neutral zone, we might in possession, but, you know, there's a couple guys... Coming off few, you know, players making the change, it could change very quickly in the other direction. He's aware of what's going to happen in a way. So yeah, that's what I see from end. Um, and I think I think he's making the most of that new contract for sure.
1: Yeah. All right. I got one more caps question. And then we're gonna go to a break. Um, I mean, since you've been at Sporting okay. News, we're we're now official too. So we we get commercial breaks, which is still. Again, I I always joke about this, and I think that's going to be a recurring theme on these episodes, is me joking about going to commercial. So, uh, but I got one more one more Caps question before that. So, I mean, Braden yes. Holpe did not get off to the best of starts this year, you know, and uh, it seems like kind of the buzz has been, you know, the contract and everything like that. He's settled down the last few games. He's been much better. So, as a Caps fan, mm-hmm. you know, we have Holpe and then we have Samsonov, you know, kind of at the number two spot. So... I mean, what's your cap fans expect about kind of the goaltending situation? And, you know, do you expect a, a Hopi deal to get done, you know, or are we probably looking at, you know, Sam Soda taking the crease next year?
0: Yeah. I mean, like you said, you know, it's, it's still so early in the season. Um, yeah, And honestly, it feels like it's already been, <laughs> been a while into it. Um, but yeah, I mean, Hope he did did get off to a slow start, you know, looked a little bit rusty. Um, and just you know sometimes that's what happens when you're coming back from from summer, you know and like like you know, like I said before, and like you said, there's a lot of surprises this year. You know, a lot of teams look a lot different. their systems are changing and that adjustment period and kind of starting the season and slowing down a little bit and saying, okay, look, this is kind of, we're a little bit rusty to start, let's slow it down, let's get it easy, let's kind of analyze these systems, let's see what's going wrong, and let's see what's going right. Um, I think Washington, I think Holpe, has really gotten the sense of, you know, let's stop, let's kind of collect ourselves, get a little composed, let's analyze the problems, let's fix it, let's look at the new systems. You know, if you, you see teams like you know, Buffalo and Edmonton and, you know, while Washington hasn't, you know, had face-to-face matchups with these guys, it just shows the entire league is changing. These systems are changing.
1: Sure.
0: You know, no team is an easy win anymore. Um, So I think think adjusting to that, as for Sam Sonov, I mean, he's been outstanding. I mean, he's showing that promise that made him, you know, a high pick for Washington and one of the most promising prospects they've had since Braden Holtby. Sure. Um, and and you saw, you know, Varlamov and Neuver and Holtby kind of take over that crease, but I do expect something with Holtby to get done. I mean, he's a organization. He's a leer in the room, but also you look at his playoff numbers and his experience, and you see that he is a guy who, you know, yeah, the start of the season isn't ideal. Maybe the last couple of years haven't been great. You know, stat-wise, but he's a guy who knows how to win, mm-hmm. especially in the postseason. Washington needs that, and you know, Sam Sonov is great, and you know, he definitely is promising. But when you throw these kids—I call them kids—when you throw these <laughs> young, you know, prospects still developing into a situation too quickly, it can be, you know, not only uncomfortable for them, but you know, also make that transition a little bit tougher. And definitely having him as a backup this year helps, but you definitely need more responsibility and a little bit more time up at the NHL level, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. to kind of figure that kind of thing out. So I see Holtby sticking around a little bit longer. I don't know if it'll be a long-term extension. Um, I mean, you know, barring salary cap, age, you know, your other options. You know, you, you never know what kind of turns the league is going to take this year. I expect, you know, hoping to be staying at least another, you know, two or three years, sure. probably on the lower end. But you you need a guy like that. You need a guy like that to mentor Samson up to. So I don't see why you wouldn't try.
1: Yeah, now that, that makes sense. All right. So um, that was great. Um, so on the other side of the break um, – We're going to talk a little bit about the NHL writ large. One of the cool things that uh, Sammy has got to do is kind of cover the league as a whole, uh, you know, being as part of Sporting News. So uh, I'm going to follow up with something that she said on the earlier half. And, um, you know, we're going to keep the conversation going. So uh, stick around. Welcome back to Japers Rank Radio. Um, So, Sam, one of the things that you talked about is – The league is changing. And that was something you said, you know, in the earlier half on the kind of before the break. Can you kind of elaborate on what that means? You know, I think that I mean, I look at the standings right now. And I mean, yeah, you know, the Caps and Avs are the two of the top four division leaders, you know, and that. You know, wasn't necessarily unexpected, but then you look at the other two teams, and it's Buffalo and the Oilers, which are maybe two of the teams that you wouldn't have expected up there. So, kind of, what did you? Would it, uh, can you kind of elaborate on what you meant by the uh, the league is changing? Yeah,
0: I mean, absolutely. You you look at you know the league as a whole, and it's not really all about the All Star players and you know their teams reigning over the NHL anymore. I think. I think you kind of also saw glimpses of that when, you know, Carolina made it all the way to the conference final and the St. Louis Blues, you know, completely turned things around and won the Stanley Cup. (laughs) I mean, you see changing as there's more speed and, you know, it's more about, you know, who goes out there and, you know, dominates and who goes out and spends the most time on the forecheck and whose defensive systems are working the best i think a lot of it now has to deal with you know speed skating chemistry cohesion on your all four lines um and it's not necessarily about you don't need to have you know a Sidney crosby to succeed in this league um i mean edmonton lo and behold you know they they still need to see more from the bottom six but you know, you see James Neal is one of the
1: league's, You know, goal scoring leaders, the greatest goal scorer in the league right now. James Neal, I think he still has the lead in goal scoring, if I'm not mistaken.
0: I believe he does too. It might be Pasternak. I'm not Let's positive.
1: See. We're gonna we're gonna do some great podcasting, and I'm gonna look this up. Um, so <laughs> great, great podcasting right now here. Uh, you are right. Pasternak has it. James Neal is tragically now not in the lead, although he's only one goal behind with nine saying it no yeah you nailed but... it though you're you you're, you're the nhl expert not me
0: i kneeled it okay ah she, i see what you did there that
1: was good. Um, <laughs> if i had no, a drum we're... set back here i would just do the but uh i did it i mean away, you're a so podcaster
0: you, you should have these instruments I mean, at you know
1: and you're anyone ready wa- out there wants to teach me audacity and how to do things like that i'm all ears <laughs>
0: Well, I think you seem to steal a drum.
1: I, yeah, fair. You I know, can just do that too. <laughs> I will. I will get myself um, kicked out of this house very quickly, and it'll be worth it. It's fine.
0: <laughs> yes, it will. Um, that's the goal in in life. Um, yes. No, but you you see a lot more speed, and you see, you know, importance on what these guys work on in practice. You know, they're not just basic like, okay, we're going to do some drills. Okay, we're done, and it's these meetings and. We're going to work on cycling the puck. We're going to work on the transition. You know, we're going to work on our power play. We're going to work on our skating. We're going to try to use our speed and see what lines are working and which lines aren't working. Mm -hmm. Um, And practices are becoming, you know, much more concrete rather than, you know, we're just following a set agenda. They're actually forming this kind of pattern where, you know, it's not just boring mundane routines it's game situations um but the skating is probably the biggest aspect um and with teams like buffalo and like edmonton you know that mentality of you know skating the hardest going out making sure that you dominate and find a will to win i was actually talking with christian devorak last night and we're talking about another team arizona um it has been absolutely incredible um But talking to him, he was saying, you know, it comes from accountability. It comes with, you know, not getting frustrated and not falling into these same patterns that teams may have in the past. Um, There's a lot more speed. There's a lot more, you know, will and accountability and responsibility and mentality that goes in it. And, you know, you need to adapt. And your, your star players aren't going to carry you to wins anymore just like we mentioned before with the caps you know you have grinders getting to the right area the puck's gonna go in yeah you know it's not necessarily a good shot anymore that's gonna get you on the board it's 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 changing for sure it's and I like it I like seeing that kind of stuff in those surprises um you know just because you don't want to keep following <laughs> the same patterns as in the past
1: yeah um makes more interesting stories, you know, right? <laughs>
0: For sure. It's great for my job. But no, I mean, (laughs) but I mean, it definitely probably has to feel good for, you know, all the teams out there that, you know, this league is becoming more challenging. um, And there's an excitement to it. And there's, you know, more of a will to win with it. Um, And nobody's like down and out. You know, everybody's in it. It's still early. But, you know, getting off to these starts, you know, you'll see you know, the season completely slipping away from anybody yet. Um, But the teams who, you know, at this point might be getting frustrated and saying we're falling into the same old pattern are making sure that they're not slipping away because, you know, and you also, if I can just say, you know, the league and organizations too or, you know, technology and video and film is also a huge part of the league now. Um, You can watch game video and, you know, see what you're doing, right? What you're doing wrong, but also analyze these other team systems and having film and, you know, giving players iPads and being like, okay, look what you just did on the shift. We're going to go over it. Let's tweak this. Okay, we're going to go back out. It's going to be perfect. Let's do it again. Yeah. Like that's going to, that's a changing league. You know, it's not just like, okay, we're going to do the umbrella on the power play. They're never going to see it coming. Of course they will. You yeah. know they've they studied for this, um, so you have that aspect now, and and that's that's definitely an aspect. So I think that's what I mean by the league is changing. There's a ton of factors, but you know don't not just the all ice play. You know it's in the locker room as well. So I'm happy to see it. It's going to make her an exciting season.
1: Yeah. No, that sounds great. Um, so speaking of things that are changing. Um, you know, I know that yes. as we talk, the Rangers and Devils have struggled a little bit, but, you know, there uh, there seems like there's hope on the horizon, you know, obviously with uh, Jack Hughes and Capo Caco. So, I, if I'm not mistaken, you have seen both of them play now. Uh, kind of first thoughts on, uh, you know, I know that Hughes, the kind of buzz was he was struggling a little bit, but, you know, he's... Uh, now scored his first goal. You know he looks like he's maybe a little more dynamic. So, uh, you know, and with Capo, you know, I know that it's gonna kind of be up and down sometimes. But you know, you've you've now seen both of these players. So, kind of, what are your thoughts on them?
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, with any young kids, you're gonna see you're gonna see a transition. Um, when you're switching from any league to the NHL, it's gonna be hard. I mean, you've seen this with a number of guys. You saw it with Taylor Hall. You even saw it with Connor McDavid. Um, And, you know, where we are kind of getting at just now with the league is changing, it's not, you know, easy for superstars to kind of make their jump right into the NHL and, you know, be a franchise player. What you do see with their two teams is that there have been struggles to start the season. Neither has been particularly impressive. Um, You know, there's not a lot of chemistry. Um, There are things that aren't working. Just lines aren't clicking, offense isn't being had. And I think, you know, for Hughes, you know, going a little bit, it could have gotten frustrating, but it's not like he wasn't doing anything. You know, what you see from Hughes is him making his transition, but you see, you know, that speed that he has. You see the hands that he has in his debut even. He had multiple opportunities to score. Um, It was just the not being able to finish that, you know, some fans just shouted that he's going to be a bust. Um, and sometimes it's not always about, you know, the stat sheet. You saw the vision. You saw what he's capable of doing. Um, but I think now he, he's gotten a little bit more comfortable. He's slowed down. He's working hard in practice, that work ethic and coaching's there. Um, he's a very coachable player. He's someone who's always willing to learn more, and he's a guy who gets on the ice, works hard in practice, has been working on his skating, has really – been able to find chemistry you know and playing alongside taylor hall and palmieri on that first line you know in the absence of the uh, it's it's really helped i think <laughs> it's given him more confidence mm-hmm. um and i think it's given him you know teammates who he can give and take with um playing alongside a guy like taylor hall who's in his position just you know a long time back but being with a guy like that who knows what he's going through, he can kind of match the pace a little bit. And really he can learn from those guys, but he, they're also players that fit his speed and the way he thinks. Um, as for Capo, you know, again, there, there's that struggle of not getting on the board, you know, just a goal an assist so far. But again, it's not like you haven't seen that skill. His first goal was, you know, a highlight real goal oh, was of, incredible. Yeah, of him showing off those hands and showing off that speed and the reason that he was taken second overall and even considered for first um, is, you know, he's just a guy who is working incredibly hard. He's played with players beyond his years before. It's nothing unfamiliar for him. Um, But, again, he's, he's still 18 years old and, you know he's not getting all the ice on there. You know the Rangers need to clean up a couple of things on the, you know forward lines. They're not getting even last night. You saw it against the Coyotes. They ended the first period with three shots on goal, uh, and we're being outshot twenty-one to three after twenty. Um, you know That's they nuts. they need to work. On puck. Yeah, and you and you work on puck possession that kind of thing. And with Capo, you know he he's a very hungry player too watch him he's lurking and you see him you know he's getting a little bit more defensively aware but you see him kind of you know hungry to get the puck out of the zone and to fly at the other end but the problem with the rangers which they need to figure out is we need to get we need to find lines that click and actually get shots on goal and get more time in the offensive zone um i think he's frustrated you know he's not getting the most ice time but that skill is there. It's just a matter of these two teams, things need to be tinkered a little bit, whether it people lines or ice time or just getting the youth to kind of step up and giving them more responsibility or, you know, kind of spending time and being like, okay, we're going to put you with these guys. We'll see how you do. But, you know, this isn't individually, you know, responsibility of, okay, these guys just aren't doing their jobs. They they definitely are, but I, I see good things. I just see them on, you know, collectively, as a group. If they're going to excel, things also need to be cleaned up by you know the other 21 guys who are on the roster. So those yeah. are my thoughts on
1: them. No, 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 my no. no very... that, was, that was all. That was all really interesting. Um, <laughs> So I, I think I want to kind of conclude this thought, uh, Sam, it's been great having you on what uh, you've seen a lot of teams. Um, Is there, is there a team that you've seen so far that you're just like, Holy smokes. Like that's, that's a team that's really going places. And uh, maybe the inverse of that, you know, maybe a team that, you know, you've kind of thought, Oh, like this isn't kind of quite what I was hoping to see right away.
0: Yeah. I mean, we've, we've talked about Edmonton and Arizona and I'm going to, I'm gonna say it again, um, you know, seeing the oilers come to the garden and seeing them live, obviously, you know, I watch a lot of hockey, you know, sometimes I sneak the office in there, but it's hockey season, so we gotta take a little bit of a break um <laughs> but but no, um, you see the oilers are finding like we talked about before, they're finding ways to win, um you know they they've been in situations. Albeit last night was not great um, (laughs) for them. But, but yeah, I mean, you've seen them in situations where they're trailing and they find that determination to come back. Um, And they find that will to get another goal. Their top six is thriving. You're seeing chemistry and, you know, they're not, they're not a joke anymore. And a lot of that also comes from that locker room dynamic. But you also see guys like, Zach Cassian stepping up to the plate he's been incredible start this season um and his story has absolutely been tremendous um but you know you see McDavid and Drysdale being McDavid and Drysdale but an interesting part of their roster is you look at their blue line and you see Ethan Bear you know Joel Person you see all these players on the back end Adam Larson's that's not great um but, yeah, I mean, you see the blue line really forming and the goaltending. I mean, Koskinen and Smith have been incredible. You know, they're giving their teams a chance to win. They're keeping them in it. Um, They're not, you know, and the Oilers have been looking for consistency between the pipes for a very long time. You know, Scrivens is the answer. Brisgolov is the answer. Talbot's the answer. And they haven't quite been able to find their combination, but they took a gamble and they said, you know, look, we'll see what Miko offers this season. You know, he had his flashes, but we're also gonna, you know, not give him intense pressure to, you know, play 60 games in one season. He had a lot of pressure on his shoulders
1: last year. Yeah. Getting that contract and everything like that, too.
0: Yeah, and he had like a lot to live up to and Talbot was sent out and Can't have a backup that can, you know, and really, you know, play and fill in. Mm -hmm. Um, and that leads to, you know, recipe for a first-year goalie who, like him, you know, before last year wasn't really in the league. Um, and you need that time to transition, which is kind of what we were touching base with, before the Caps. By digress, now they have Smith, and these two, you know, have shown that. They can balance the time. They can be consistent. You know, neither of them needs to kind of be in net for, you know, 60, 70 starts, um, which if you look at Oilers goaltenders in the past, some of them would be starting, you know, 60 games and being absolutely worked and exhausted um, and not being able to string together, you know, these hot streets. Um, so you see that with Edmonton, Arizona, you know, is, is great. You know, yeah. Phil Kessel's there and, you know, everybody's like, oh yeah, that's the biggest thing. But you see their young guys stepping up, you know, you see, you see, you know, Fisher and, um, you know, you know, Wilson Krause is stepping up as well. And he's a guy who's been in Arizona, but he's saying, you know, look at our youth, you know, look at some of these kids that we have. They're really making a difference. Um, you know, other guys, it's like Christian Dvorak are doing great. Um, their goaltending is great. You know, you see Darcy Kemper and you see, you know, Antti Ranta, and they're making a good tandem back there. You know, everything seems to be working for them. They're getting goals on the power play. Their top four looks good. Um, they're getting the offense that they need. Even, you know, Goligoski said last night, he's like, you know, like we're kind of not just like – trying to keep, you know, putting pucks on that and hoping something happens. If something doesn't work, you know, as a unit, we're going to kind of look at it for a minute. We're going to sell down the puck rather than just, you know, flailing forward and being like, Oh, well, I hope something happens. Like he's like, if the chances aren't there, we're, we're going to look at that. We're not just going to, you know, keep grass. We Charles in the offensive zone defensively. They've cleaned up a lot. Goaltending's been great. Coaching's been great. The young guys aren't being babysat anymore. Um, and it's not just Phil Kessel. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it's not. It doesn't revolve around Phil Kessel, which I think a lot of people, you know, were like, "Oh, this team's going to be really good because Phil's there now." But if you look at the roster, it's not. It's Nick Schmaltz <laughs> is their Nick Schmaltz is their leading scorer. You know, yeah. he's been incredible to start the season. You know, consistency-wise, sorry, there's, like, a huge bell. Um, <laughs> That's okay. Wise, you know, he's scoring. He's one of those young guys who's stepping up. You know, you it's incredible to me. I mean, it's incredible to watch when you see teams that have been, they haven't been to the playoffs since 2012. Edmonton had, like, one season where they made the playoffs, but, it, Otherwise, it's a pattern of, okay, we're last. And you see that with well, Vancouver, too. They're doing pretty well as well. So I think that you're seeing these teams, you know, kind of put their foot down and be like, okay, something hasn't been working. Let's fix it as a group. And, you know, the coaching's helped tip it. Always yeah. says if you looked at like every Oilers post game ever, He's like, yeah, well, we did good, but this needs to improve. You know, it's not like they get a win. They're like, oh, we're done. Like, yeah. you know, every every game he's like, yeah, well, we need to fix this. It was good, but it can be better. And, you know, Arizona does the same thing. Well, they're like, okay, let's enjoy the moment. But, okay, it's four wins in a row. Can we actually, you know, we need to be mature. Mm-hmm. You know, we can be happy and ride that wave, but they need to be mature about it. Uh-huh. Um, which is something that Arizona you may have not seen in the past. So those teams have really impressed me. Um, like you said, the Lightning, I'm a little surprised with their start to the season. You know, it just doesn't look like
1: it doesn't look like the yeah, it's team. It's hard that to get a seen. read on them, you know?
0: Yeah, I honestly, like, I look and I'm like, okay, you know, Stamko's... Is doing great, you know. Kucherov, the numbers are there, but defensively, okay, this team's struggling a little bit. Vasilevsky doesn't look fantastic; like it's a little bit lackluster. Like I just feel like the chemistry isn't really there, um, yeah. and it, it doesn't look like the team that you've seen that you know is is barely going to lose any games. You know, so I think that's that's been a team that's really surprised me. Um, but otherwise, I mean,
1: yeah,
0: Ottawa, I'm, I'm sad to see Ottawa, you know, still around the bottom. I think that they made a lot of really good all season changes, you know, so I was really impressed by what they did. And I was like, oh, you know, we're going to see a new team and a new culture. But, you know, they, they haven't clicked yet. They haven't found their tempo or their rhythm. I've really gotten a lot of their players. So, yeah, so that's enough. Florida, I think, is trying to kind of get it together, but their start to the season was not impressive.
1: <laughs> no, it wasn't, oh. and they play in a good division, so you know it's always tricky. Like you don't want to get, you don't want to lose too many points too early, you know.
0: Oh yeah, but I mean, when you get, you know, all <laughs>
1: you, you know, yeah.
0: all these guys, and you still have your Hooperdos and your Barkovs and your Ekblads, and you start the season like that, you know, it makes. If you look back, Devils, too. I mean, you can say the same thing. P.K. Subban, Taylor Hall, Jack Hughes, you know, all these pieces. And it's a team that just didn't come together.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, which, I mean, to to kind of wrap it up and circle it back, the league is changing, everyone. And, yeah. you know, just the biggest name out there, you know, Rangers, too, Panarin, Shruba sign the biggest names out there isn't going to get you the Stanley Cup anymore. That's not the way it works. So
1: nope.
0: I like to see these changes a lot. It's exciting season ahead. So
1: yeah, no, I'm excited. Run. I'm excited to see it kind of wrap up. Um, all right, well, Sam, yeah. this was great. Thank you so much for coming. your various thoughts on things yeah
0: no thank you thank you so so much for having me it's been of course a little bit of a while you you know already how my morning was yes. <laughs> um, but
1: overcoming yeah, adversity no. to get on the show we always appreciate that here yeah no
0: it's you know having to turn things in with you guys and get to you know talk to you guys just a lot every day. So it makes me sad but yeah. You know, proud and hopefully I'm making you proud so hundred percent. Thank you so so much. I'm gonna go wrap my hand now <laughs> and yeah, and <laughs> go get more of this um cheese tray at this college that I'm touring.
1: Oh good. Alright, that's that's exciting. Alright. Well um yeah. thank you for uh listening to this episode of Japer's Rank Radio. Uh, I think you know, we always, uh, encourage and, uh, like it when people, uh, rate, review, and subscribe. Um, you know, if you, uh, you don't have any particularly strong feelings, uh, you can hit me up on Twitter at, uh, Greg Y underscore uh, the new Twitter handle, which has been exciting. Um, and, uh, yeah, thank you so much for listening and, uh, we will see you, uh, next week.